See, today I'm preaching the final message on this series of living with no more regrets. And as I've been talking to you over recent weeks about stop looking back, only look back, analyze it quick, get out of it, and move forward. You know, we've had in the last several weeks, 52 people come to Christ in here moving forward. Amen. And uh, we've had over 20 come into membership to our ownership. And uh, that's exciting. 20 new families coming into ownership here. And that's that's people making a decision to go. It's, It's people making a decision to move forward. And, you know. My, my goal is to stir you today. My goal is to challenge you. My goal today is to provoke you. Because it's time to move into that next thing that God has for you. It's time to move into that shift. It's, it's time to get into that sweet spot. It's time to get into that zone. It's time to move forward with God. You see, whenever I'm in this place right now, where I'm at in my life, at my age with ministry and business background and what I do in my family, that's awesome. But you know what? There was a time, there was a time, Jeff, that this was that. And, 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 and even in my marriage, there was times that this is that. I prayed, God, you know, to marry the right person. And Steph had had the same desire. And, 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 and we both, our desires to end well, to do well, to enjoy life, to have, you know, a healthy, happy family, to do kingdom ministry, to do it the best that we can and to do. And, and sometimes I wake up and go, wow, you know, this is pretty amazing to, to see what God's doing in our lives. But you know what? I, I, I saw this way back here. And, and I had a... Steph and I had to set our sights. And there was times we'd be walking that way and you're going, you know, you're going a long way around. You know, but but see, I already knew my outcome, what I, I want my outcome. Now my outcome's not over. I see beyond where I'm at there. But but my outcome. So so sometimes when you feel like you're taking another lap, sometimes when you feel like you're looping off track and you're like, that's gonna add 45 minutes. I'm going to Cincinnati and highways backed up or somebody's wrecked. I, I gotta go around the country roads. And, and it might take me an extra hour and a half. It might take double time. But even if it takes double time to get there, there is that important. You see, see, there is that important. And if I want that then, then, then I got to do what? Well, here's what I got to do now. I, I can't get that by thinking it all through and having a plan. You want strategy. You want a plan. You want a dream. But here's the bottom line. Sooner or later, you got to go. So, sooner or later, you got to take a step. And as you take that step, I love, you know, some people are like, well, you know, a pastor, you know, I'm really praying about it. I'm making sure I'm, here's like, whatever it is, this decision you got to make in your life. And, and it reminds me of General Schwarzkopf when he was a young soldier and he was serving a, a great general. And, and this great general actually had just been, came into the position over him. He had had a couple, another general he was serving and he's on some project and, and they were, for the last, really, 10 years, they've been developing this huge plan that was going to be the next for the military. And it was going to 
determine everything about how the military handled itself, what areas they protected and all that. And they'd been in this debate for five years over plan A or plan B. And, and it was like they were both good, but they weren't both perfect. And it's kind of like apples and oranges, you know. And, and it's like, which one do you, don't make the wrong, it's such an important decision. You know, I know important decisions, we sometimes, you know, we tighten up, we flinch up, and we miss opportunities because we don't make a decision. And it's easy being a Monday morning quarterback, right? It's tough when you're there on Saturday and then Sunday. And, 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 and it's like, and man, they would have these big meetings and debates. And this new general comes in. He said, okay. And they put him over this project, this decision. He sat down. He said, okay, get, you got one hour to present both sides. They presented it. He got up. said, okay, do A. And everybody's chin dropped. Even the people that wanted to go plan A, their chin dropped. People that wanted to go plan B, their chin dropped. Most of them didn't know what to do. Their chins dropped. General walks out of his office. Out of the conference room goes. About a week later, Schwarzkopf, General Schwarzkopf, the young soldier at the time, he come in. He said, "Sir, may I speak freely, sir?" He said, "Sure, yes, soldier, speak." He said, "Sir, we've been working on strategy ten years. I mean, this is the most complicated and the most important decision, military decision that we're going to make maybe for the next fifty years. I mean, sir, do you understand?" The comfort, how comprehensive. He said, yes, soldier, I do. He said, but sir, he said, I've worked on it five years just going through the material. And, and I mean, we've met and met. And I mean, A or B, there's pros or cons. But, and I can understand you taking a few weeks or a month, but sir, an hour. How do you know you made the right decision? He said, son, I know I made the right decision. He said, yeah, but sir, you, no. He said, soldier, what you got to understand is Whenever you, the, the, the decision that need to be made wasn't necessarily A or B. The decision that had to be made was a decision. That's right. That's good. He said, yeah, but what if it's wrong? He said, then we'll find out the right decision sooner. Come on. He said, how long y'all been sitting here trying to make five years? Yeah, five years. And you still don't know what's right or wrong. He said, if A is wrong, we'll know pretty quick in a few months. We can switch to B. But we can't sit here five more years. Come on. I'm just telling you, you can't sit there five more years. You, You can't sit there, you know, five more weeks or five more days. There's something in your life that God's been dealing with you. There's something in your life that he said, if you'll release that, if you'll take that step of faith, if you'll make a decision to take a step, then God's going to move with you. And that's what I want to challenge you with today. When you're moving beyond your regret, that's what it is. It's moving. You, you can't move beyond regret sitting still. You can't move beyond regret looking back. You can't move forward in your destiny, in the dreams that God has for you, or even totally understand them until you take a step, until you move, until you go. I want to kick start off a little bit where I did with you last week, and I want to just read the Great Commission out of Matthew's Gospel 28. Just really three verses here, two verses. And, and this is Jesus speaking. And, and what's he say in, in verse 18? He says, uh, <clears throat> Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So I want you guys to pray up. <clears throat> I want you to study up. Uh, I want you to think it through. I want you to build up. 
No. What do you say? He said, therefore, go. What? Yeah, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is still going to come and acts, you know, after you ascend to heaven. No, go. Yeah, but, you know, I got to get my head right. I got go. Therefore, go, go what? And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey what? Everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always. Well, when's he with you? Yeah, but there's a key to that. He's with you always when you're going. Oh, he'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm going to read that to you in a minute. He, he's, he, the Holy Spirit's in you. He's for you. He's there. But here's the thing. You won't detect him. You won't have the awareness of him until you move. You see, God created everything on this planet to do one of two things. It's either growing or it's dying. When a tree or a plant stops growing, stops blooming, all of that, what's it doing? It's not just going to hang out of here. No, it's dying. And it's the same way in every area of our lives. We're either growing or we're dying. And what happens is when you're moving, God is moving with you. And as you're moving with him and pressure hits your life, and it may feel like you've made the wrong decision, guess what? You're going to know sooner how to correct. And, and you know, well, you know, I'm going to just, I'm just going to make all these plans. I'm just going to, I'm gonna, okay, pastor, I don't have to have any wisdom. I'm just, I'm just going to jump. Well, see, the problem is when you're going to go, you need to make sure that you're going and you've got people in your life modeling to help you go. And maybe the decision you make is not to take that step, but there's another step God wants you to take. But if you're not ready to be activated for God, he can't show himself mightily the way he wants to show himself to you. But see, he's going with us, and when he's with us, and we are moving, and we are activating, then we're drawing on him and his presence. A lot of people just say, I want a presence. I want a certain kind of anointing. I want a certain kind of this or that. The problem is, you don't get to choose that. God God didn't require you to be, you know, well, I'm going to do this. No, he required you to take a step. He required you to move. And the first step is to obey his voice. The first step is to submit to authority. The first step is to love people even when they don't love you. The first step is to forgive others even when they don't forgive you. The first step is to sow, to contribute, to love. All those things. So we know the basic things that we got to do. And as we do the basic things, then when it's time to make another big decision, what do we got to do? We got to take a step. And when we take a step, we have progress. And you see, you can have joy. It's one of the nine fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. The oil, the anointing, and the joy of the Spirit. But, but here's the thing. Happiness is based on what? Happiness is based on what's happening. What's happening in your life. And what we need to realize is, I cannot walk in happiness until there's progression. I mean, your, your, your wife or your mom or whoever can fix your favorite meal for you. And you're like, oh, it took them three hours to do it. It's amazing. Not counting the shopping. I love that. I'd like to have that every day. No, you wouldn't. By week day three, you'd be like, 
That's enough. Day five, no more. By the second week, you won't even want to eat it for two more years. By the third week, you never want to eat it again. You're so sick of that entire meal. Nothing different about it. Nothing's progressing. And what you got to do is you got to come to a place in God where, where you're moving, where you're going, where you're taking steps in him. Yeah, but I, I, want, no, I didn't take, say take steps you want to take. Shh, shh, Melvin, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him and it's about them. It's about him and it's about others. And as we progress, that brings happiness. It's kind of like when you're pressing and you're lifting weights. What happens? It's painful. You don't like it. It stinks. But boy, you do that a few months or whatever. And all of a sudden, guess what? You're like, wow. Then you're happy with your results. But if you just sit there and know you should and figure out your plan and all that stuff and you never do it or you partially do it, guess what? You're not going to be happy. Why? Happiness is based on progression. And I want to ask you today, are your decisions bringing progression in your life? Oh, I'm talking to everybody but you because it couldn't be you because everybody else is the one stopping your progression. But for all the rest of us, you know, uh, uh, you know, are we grow? Because you no, know, uh, you, you know, Lawrence, you're not progressing because they don't let you, or they don't give it to you, or they didn't do it for you, or they did it for somebody else and overlooked you. No, 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 no. no. It just must be one person in the room. Couldn't be all of us, right? No. See, the way we measure progression is different than the way God measures progression. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going somewhere. Just just go with me. So everything God created on this earth must grow. It must live. It must die. So die, die or live. So here's the key. Go with me to Deuteronomy 31. And I want you to look at some decisions that had to be made. And I want you to look at uh, Joshua. As Joshua is coming into his own. And Moses is giving him direction here in Deuteronomy 31. And then in Joshua 1, God shares it with him as well and with Israel. But here's what Moses says to Joshua. Here's the command. Verse 5 of Deuteronomy 31. The Lord will deliver them to you and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Wait, wait. Now, this is Moses who disappointed God with, you know, some pride issues and then also, when he sent the 12 spies, two of them was Caleb and Joshua. Joshua, They're the only two that wanted to go in and take the promised land across the Jordan. But the other 10 were more focused on the giants and the warriors and all the walls and everything that was going on. So they talked Moses out of it. And now Moses is giving Joshua a pep talk that he's going to do what God really required Moses to do. And now you got to take this generation that's been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, not advancing anywhere. My life feels like it's going in circles. Just pray you don't run out of fuel, honey. Because if you're in a plane circling the airport, the runway, that landing's going to, you will land. 
either successfully or crash, but you will land because sooner or later the fuel leaves and when the fuel leaves, that which is up must go down. And if you think your marriage is any different, if you think your dating life is any different, if you think your education is any different, if you think your ministry or your job's any different, if you think your physical body, your mind, your intellectual mind is any different, you're confusing yourself because whatever you have that God has given you must be fueled and not only fueled, it must be used because if you don't use it, oh, you lose it. So I ask you today, what is it that you're not progressing in? What is something in your life that you're circling the runway? You're circling the airport and you know that you know you need to make a decision. And sometimes you hear it from the people. You know, I'm sure Joshua is like, dude, I've been walking around this wilderness for 40 years. I remember me and Caleb, we're the ones that had the courage. You're the ones that listed those other 10 dudes and here we are. But, but he receives it. And he said, you must do to them all that I've commanded you. And then, and then, you know, here's his, here's his direction from God. Now you're going to do everything you're supposed to do. Well, how am I going to do that, Moses? Oh, be strong and courageous. Now, let me ask you something. How do you be strong? Well, we know physically, you know, you'll go to a trainer or you'll study it or you'll learn it, you know, how to be strong. But how do you get strong in your intellectual life? How do you get strong and faith. How do you get strong in anointing? How do you get strong? And, oh, not only be strong, but it's no problem. Just just go kill all those giants. Take it off. Take your whole family in. They could get killed, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about your family getting killed and your relatives and, and all the people you're leading dying and you may die. I mean, it is giants. There's a lot more of them than you and it's fortified and you got to get across the River Jordan in harvest season when it's flooding and not only get across then, you got to drag that ark with you, you know, the, and then you got to get over there and guess what? You got to walk out in the wide open and just trust God and circle around this wall, Jericho, seven times while they're alive today and don't worry, it's going to come down and then you're going to go in and you're going to take, it's going to be, a, so, so here's how you do it. It's real easy. It's my easiest plan. Be strong, two-part plan. Be strong and courageous. Uh, how do I be strong and how do I be courageous? Oh, oh, I'm glad you asked. Don't be afraid or terrified. Oh, what? Be strong, be courageous. Oh, by the way, don't be afraid or terrified. Yeah, but dude, I'm leading three million people. And I've been carrying your water for 60 years and I'm leading them with a military that's old or really young or really old because one whole generation had to die off. I got this middle-aged group and this young group and we're going to go over and fight these experienced, seasoned, fortified, not just men, but they have giants, literally have giants. And I got to go, oh, so don't be terrified. Okay, I'll put that down on my, and oh, frightened, okay. But God, that don't seem like a step that I need to take. Maybe I need to stay here another 10 years and train everybody up, and we need to go fight some smaller battles. No, no. Go! Be strong! Be courageous. Well, well, that's easy for you to say. You know, we're quick to... Hey, man, you keeping your commitment? I thought you said, man, you're going to be praying. I thought, yeah, well, what about your commitment? 
See, see, we got to come to a place in our life to where we're not refereeing other people. We're, we're, we're taking care of ourselves to make sure we're progressing, to make sure that even when it seems like we've taken a step backwards, it's still a step because we know the objective. We know where we want to be. We know, have a general idea of it's somewhere up in that area. It's certainly not back there, over there, and it's certainly not here because I, I don't want this forever. This is cool, but I want that. And if I'm going to go from this to that, if I'm going to go from here to there, then i got to progress. And progression sometimes could look like it's the wrong decision or the wrong way. But that's the sooner you find out the right way. And you're really, even though you're physically farther away from your goal, you're really closer because you've been obedient. And God's teaching you something on the side road. Man, there's times, man, when I was going through, when I was going through depressions for, depression for two or three years, I didn't know what depression was, man. I'm not a depressive person anyway. And, and, and I didn't understand it. And then it's finally figured out I was. And, 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 and then, then I started getting better. Then I almost got depressed again because I was like, I lost two or three years. I was depressed. Oh, oh, oh. oh now I'm depressed again because I was depressed. <laughs> but it only lasted a day or two, you know. And then I, then I oh, because I had tools to fight that battle. See, 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 there's things you're fighting now and you whine and you just, you know, you're lying us going around sucking your thumb and carrying your blanket and Charlie Brown, why is everybody picking on me? And, and, and you, you know, well, I don't get my way. You know, I don't get my thing. I don't, you know, they notice her, but they don't notice me. And I, they got the promotion. I didn't get the promotion. And because it's all about you. See, see, when, when we come to a place and we walk in faith, we're walking in faith because we're progressing, even though it might look like we're going backwards. And it looks like you're having a setback. But God has given you a tool. He's given you a toolkit that you can shape, that you can build, that you can make anything because of the intellectual tools he puts in you, the physical tools, the spiritual tools, the, the processes you had to go through. You had to fight even harder to get out. You know, it's like people that are really in shape and they're running and they're going to do the triathlon or something something, you know, they're out there and they're like, you know, these people are skinny and strong, but they're strong and they're putting big weights. And I mean, I'm like, I got some weight I can put on you right here. You know, and then you see this little old person putting his big weights on her by running and you're like 80 degrees away and they're running. They have to put extra weight on. Why? They're not saying how fast I can go right now. They're saying I'm getting ready for there. So you might be carrying some weights. You might be carrying some hurts. You might be carrying some doubts and some unbeliefs and some you didn't get enough that of boys or that a girl and you didn't get enough pets and opportunities. You know, some of the best meetings that changed my life and made me a better leader were meetings I wasn't invited to because I got hurt. And I searched myself, and why did they pick them and didn't pick me? I mean, I know I'm more influential than they are. I know I'm smarter than they are. I'm more gifted than they are, Johnny. How did they get in? I mean, I dare them. They, I, that, the dude, he'll blow it in three months. They know I'm the one. They're just messing with me. Maybe they were, but it didn't matter. You know what? It helped me to learn to forgive It helped me to learn to be more humble. It helped me to learn that I'm not here to be promoted by man. I'm here to be promoted by God. It helped me. It gave me some tools in my toolkits that what used to be big was nothing to me. In other words, fear is an emotion. Right? So you can set. Well, why do you pray to go to a scary movie? You pray to go to have a nice crying drama or a comedy 
It can have some of that, but you want to be what? Frightened. You want to feel that adrenaline. You want to feel that because fear is physical. If when your mind begins to move in that mode and you're focusing on it, your nervous system changes. It changes the chemicals in your body. Just like being happy. When you've got progression in your life and things are turning up good and you got some momentum, you're just happy. It could be a bad day, but you just grow on right through it because you know tomorrow's going to be better. It's been working out for you, dude. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all. What's a week? It's okay. I got this. Why? It's, I've had three good years. What's a bad month? I, I got this. I'm going to be next month's going to be my month. But boy, you have a few bad months and another bad year. You, 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 then all of a sudden you get what? Anxious. Well, maybe it won't be that good next month. Maybe it won't. Listen, here's the enemy's tactic for you. Yeah, still kill, destroy. That's what John 10 says, right? But the only way he can still kill and destroy is if he takes that little two-letter word out of your life. Go. See, see, see you can't move out of that church until you make a decision to go. I got to get up. What do you mean? I got to go. I got to have movement. You, you can't even get out to your car to go eat if you're hungry until you go. Right? You, you can even eat at the restaurant till you go. You can sit at the restaurant and not even eat while everyone's eating until you go. You make a decision to order something. And I want to ask you, do you have a life that God wants you to order or are you just existing? Because if you're just existing, you're not progressing. You're just circling around. And if you're not progressing, you're not happy. And let me give you a clue. It's no one else's fault. Oh, I thought this was church, man. We get pumped up, pat on the back, puffed up. No, my goal is, like source call, you either say, man, this is the right place. I made the decision or, woo, I found out quick Bethel's not for me. That dude's crazy. I don't know. He's kind of hyper and loud and sweats and it's all right with me. That's right. Because if Bethel's not your place, I want you to get to your place because the quicker you can get to your place, the quicker you can do what God called you to do. I have to believe this is your place, but you know, you got to find that out for yourself. That's right. Because maybe you need a spiritual trainer. Maybe you need someone up in your junk. That's right. You know, Teresa's a trainer over here. You know, when I've hired trainers, I didn't hire trainers just because, oh, here's the correct form. After you do that a while, you got a good idea. I need somebody to say, do it right. <laughs> you did six right. You blew seven, eight, nine, and ten. Start over. That's right. I'm paying you to torture me. Yes. Do it again. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not going to be happy if I don't want progress. And you can't progress until you go. And if you're constantly, you think you're starting over, you're not. You're just circling. And the only thing that's going to determine that you're not circling is when you make a decision. And you progress by taking a step. I said, oh yeah, by the way, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God, what? Goes with you. See, that's when you begin to identify him. That's when you begin to know his character. That's when you really begin to know his heart. And you get intimate with him. It's when you're going and it doesn't feel good. And it's uncomfortable. And it's just not working out. And, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to plan. You know, but see, when the resistance is there, is really, it's tougher. But you're getting stronger. You're getting more endurance. And maybe that relationship you've been going through is so tough. Guess what? God's been preparing you. 
And, and it doesn't mean that he's even put it on you, but it, it's a reality you're dealing with. So what do you do? You push through. You learn from it. You, you know, when you're a little kid, and they say, don't touch that stove. Don't touch that stove. You, you, I don't know what, then I touch, isn't it funny? Then you're telling your brother, don't touch that stove. Why? What? Oh, I, I, I told you not to touch that stove, dummy. You go in there. You learn. You learn sooner. So look, look at this. He said, uh, I go with you. He said, he will never leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, in the presence of Israel. So he already did it privately. Now he's doing it with everyone. Be strong and courageous for you must go. Must go. What's your must? Kick the shit out. Get the must going, right? You must go with this people. What? In the land that the Lord swore to his ancestors to give them. You must what? Divide it among them. Their inheritance. So, so he's telling him what to do. He's saying, look, here's what you got to do. Your purpose is you got to go. Your objective is to take the land and divide it for an inheritance. So here, here's what you got to do. First of all, you got to be courageous and strong and not fearful. Okay. But on the other hand, not only that, now you got to go and take these people with you. What's that telling you? You don't always get to pick your team. Well, if I had that one on my team or if I was on their team, man, I'd be killing it too. But I'm stuck with this family or this leadership group or this job or this career or this school or this. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you can never progress properly till you take ownership. And if you even take ownership of other people's junk, you'll be a leader. You're not a leader just because you do something good. You're a leader because you have relationship and influence others. See, it's one thing to know your strengths and why you are good at what you do, but it's even better to know the strengths you have that attract others to follow you. Well, why didn't they give me the promotion? Because nobody listens to you. That's right. Unless they have to. But when they're volunteering to follow you and to work overtime just because you're leading a project, guess what? You're going to get a promotion soon. And that's the way it is in the kingdom. Who's following you? Well, I should be the leader. Well, who follows you? Well, me, my buddy, his, seeing her and her boyfriend. And, well, we do everything together. That's good. You need those kind of people to do everything together. But before you start talking about leadership, who are you influencing that you don't know or that doesn't know you. How are you going to progress until you take a step? So go. Look, God divide the inheritance. <clears throat> then the Lord said to him, who goes before you will be with you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. And then he reminds him, be not afraid. Be not discouraged. Why? Because courage is having the fear, but doing it anyway. That's what courage is. I mean, there's no one that's ever done a courageous act that wasn't afraid. Now, they might not have been afraid in the second they did it, but as soon as they did it, they're going, oh, God, I could have been killed, you idiot. What would you do? Fear hits them. Why? Because fear is doing something courageous anyway. So here, here's the thing I want you to realize, guys. Whenever you want to progress, it's a decision. And you, what you got to do, you got to decide 
Where, what's the outcome? Where do I want to be? Where do I want this marriage to be? Where do I want this dating relationship to be? Where, where do I want this job to be? This career to be? This, this ministry to be? My health to be? You, you, you should never walk into any meeting or any conversation or even call anyone unless you have an outcome you're believing for. Even if you, you parents are calling son or daughter, you, you need to understand before you pick up that phone, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you. No, you can do that, but here's the bottom line. Why are you calling them? If you're calling them because you miss them, you say, man, I don't make you feel guilty, but I miss you. I love you and just, just wanted to talk to you today. Or what's your objective? Is it growing closer to someone or is it giving direction or do you need to receive direction? But why would you call anyone without an objective? Because if you take the time to call them, you have an objective, but it's even worse if you're not aware of why you do it. See, when we're doing a bunch of what's and we don't understand why, we're circling. That's why your relationship with your friends or your parents or your kids or people you lead at work or you work for, it doesn't grow because you're just circling. It's the same problems. It's, a, it's the same stress. Sometimes it's in a day or a week or a month. It's just the same. You're just circling. But when you start really getting off praying, seeking and learning and growing and progressing, what happens is then you start looking at what's the outcome I want with this next decision I'm going to make. You see, we, we, we want to get to the finish line of the marathon without taking the first step. We got to go. So, so why try to jump all the way to the front? God's not up there with you. He's right here with you as you go. So we got to decide what to focus on. We got to decide what it means. We got to decide what you're going to do when that stuff starts happening for you. Let me give you two scriptures and we'll pray. So we got to, we must, not just should, we must clear Get clear about what we want. What do you really want? I, I meet with people. Oh, Pastor, I've just been trying to get with you. And, you know, okay. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, so, so what do you want? Well, 15 minutes in, just tell me, what do you want? I don't know how to say this, but uh, just say it. 20 minutes, just say it. Say it nicely, but say it. And then sometimes I get in there and I don't even realize what it is they want. They just want to talk. Well, yeah. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, man, when God gives you opportunities with, with your job, with your friends, with your health, know what you want. How do you know you win if you don't know what you want? You got these other people saying, Tony, that was awesome. That happened to you. Huh? Oh, but yeah, you know, it was pretty cool. I didn't think too much about it, but I was kind of stressed where I did it. And I did it. I, yeah, man, that's cool. That's awesome. Then after a while, five people tell you, you go, well, maybe it was pretty cool. I, then you feel bad. I'm condemned now because I should have been excited. I'm sorry, God. I wasn't excited. <laughs> see, see, but if you make your mind up before you make any step, not that you got to sit here and plan it for 10 years, but you're okay. You make your mind up, take a step, then you can evaluate. Well, that, that wasn't the right way. So that's, you didn't fail. Check that list off. That's not the way. Let's go the other way. You know, we were little kids and we were in the woods playing down in eastern Kentucky and stuff. You get lost. It's so scared. Your heart beat. Older kids run off and they can beat you and they think you're just right behind them and you get lost and you, every way looks the same way. So do you just sit down and give up? No, you keep trying ways. <laughs> Sometimes you go in a circle, but you know what? You eventually get out, but the next time you pay attention when the big boys run off, right? Because you're going to figure out, ah, well, that's the way we came. You're what you're learning. Right. So progression is not always what would seem success, but progression, you get happy because you grow. 
Growing is what brings you happiness. The reasons, reasons marriages get stale is they stop growing their relationship. It's kind of like this. You want to never, you got this, anybody here got an awesome just friend? Wait, you just, this person, man, they just, maybe it's been a week or 10 years. You got a friend. And you're like, do you, and you don't ever want that friendship to end. Did anybody have that kind of friend? You want, I'll give you, I'll give you a way to, and, and I don't always follow this, but I'll give you the way to never lose that friend. To never lose it. If you never want to lose a friend you have, you know, all you got to do is treat them the same way a year or 10 years in that relationship. Just be as fair and as generous and as kind as you was the first week. If you can at least hold a standard that they're that significant to you a year or five years from the first week you were with them, you'll be all right. But see, it's tougher then because you've had to go through some stuff and you still trust them. You had to go through some stuff and you still chose to have fun. Yeah. Well, I don't know why we have to be engaged a year. That's why you need to be engaged. You might need two years. What do you mean? Have you went through a Christmas? Have you met the family? Well, I met them, and they were so sweet. I said, have you done Thanksgiving with them yet? (laughs) Have you done Christmas with them yet? Have you seen them when something really bad happened, and, you know, someone got laid off? Well, no, it's been all good. Well, then you you haven't been engaged long enough yet. Because when you marry him or her, you marry them. No, yeah. <laughs> We're together all the time for now. Yeah, right now you are. What are you saying, preacher? Progression. Right. It works in your spiritual life, your health. It works in your ministry, your career, your business. Progression. And it takes you going. Now look at this. James 2, verse 8 says this in the... Uh, forget which Bible this is, but it's the Passion Bible. Translation, I mean. It says, when you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. What's half-hearted? That's, that's what Schwarzkopf learned as a young officer and later became a great general. These other men were half-hearted, but this general came in and knew the most important decision need to be made was a decision. Why? Because he was not half-hearted. Hearted. He was committed even to the point of being embarrassed by being wrong to find out what was right. You see, when you're not half-hearted, you don't even mind being wrong because you know your heart is full and intention and you're willing to do whatever it takes to make it right, to make it better, but you're going to do something. Come on. I, well, I really want to know about revelations. Well, let me teach you the scripture. Uh, what? Does he say he does with people that are lukewarm? What? I mean, you didn't think you knew eschatology. Anybody know? Shout it out. What happens to you? But what is lukewarm? Well, I don't know exactly what it is, Johnny, the degree, but I know what it's not. Anybody know what it's not? It's not two things. Lukewarm is not what? And it's not what? So now you know what lukewarm is. What's half-hearted? It's not all in, and it's not all out. It's just kind of. What's your relationship with God? 
What is your relationship with the people that's important in your life? What, what, what's, your, what's your relationship with people you work with? What, what's, what do you think about your career, your life, your ministry? What, 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 what is it? So, so, so you, you got these three areas you're wholehearted in. But you got this other couple areas, and you just and it's messing the other three areas up because these other three areas stink, and you're just like, ah, oh, it's like, ah, oh, I gotta go to work, or oh, I gotta go home, or oh, and, and you know what it is? It's because you're lukewarm in that area. You you haven't totally committed. Yeah, you haven't become wholehearted. You see, that's go time. Go time is being wholehearted. Go time is just just jumping. In. I'm I'm kind of guy like if I'm at a lake or a pool or something, and you know, Steph's like, oh, yeah, oh, he's down. I'm like, ah, just jump in. She says it cold. What do you think it is? But you know what? I get used to the water in about two minutes, and she's still working her way in. Thirty minutes later. Ah! And I'm like, she's miserable for 30 minutes. I'm miserable for two. (laughs) Why is that? It's the same principle in your spiritual walk. It's the same principle in relationship. It's the same principle in your career. You got to make a decision. That's what the gospel is. The first one, go. You got to get in. You got to go. You got to run. So he said, so James said, this is when you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you what? Unstable. Then he says this. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? Wow. Wow. Isn't that wild? When we're not wholly committed, when we're not wholehearted, can we really, because faith is expectancy, expected hope, right? Can we really expect to receive anything when we're just half-hearted? And then here's the final one. James chapter 2, verse 12 says, If your faith remains strong, here's a test, even while surrounded by life's difficulties. So if we're going to have strong faith, the test is, is when you're going through tough things in life. You will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. When, you, when your faith is strong, is even when you're going in untested, troubling times. But what happens is you're still walking in the blessing of God. True happiness comes, look now, as you sit on the couch or as you play it safe and never make a mistake. True happiness comes as you pass the test of faith. And receive a victorious crown of life promised to you, to every lover of God. Wait now, how's true happiness comes as I pass the faith test? And then what James 1 say, James chapter 2 say, what does it say? Faith without works is dead and works without faith is dead. And then it tells us in verse 12 that I'm only strong in faith if I can handle it while I'm still going through difficulties in life. So, so you're thinking you don't have faith because you're having problems. God's saying you're going to have problems, and this is a way to discover how much faith you have. Because sometimes it takes more faith just to get up in the morning than it does to go do a great feat. Some days it takes more faith just to force yourself to that job. Some days it takes just so much faith to even be around someone while you're trying to forgive them. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, just, it's not about 
getting to the end. It's about having the end in mind, but it's about going. It's about taking the necessary step, even when you're not clear. And, and what the scripture tells us when we take that step, he tells us that when we take that step in Proverbs, I skipped it. I guess I missed it. But in Proverbs, it says, uh, where is it? Where is it? Give it to you. On the screen, see there? Thank you. Somebody's like, I got to get out of here, dude. It's late. It's on the screen. So in the hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So in our hearts, we, we, God wants you to make plans. And you know what? When we look at he establishes our steps, here's one way I look at it. You know, when you have concrete, a foundation that's established, right? It's solid. But here's the key. When you, God gives you plans in your heart and what you find out if it's right or wrong is when you take it and it's squishy or it's solid. If it's stable or it's unstable, that's what being established is. It's like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. But if you don't pick your foot up, it can't go down in any direction. But if you will make plans and lift your foot to take a step, you're going to find out how established that decision was or not. Now, I'm not advocating make a bunch of stupid wrong decisions, but, but what I am advocating is no decision is a wrong decision. And that's what I want to challenge you with today. What is it you've been sitting on the fence with? You know, someday I'm going to forgive them. This is someday. You know, someday I'm going to get things right with God. This is someday. someday. You know, someday I'm, I'm going to have the courage to go apply for that position. This is the day. Someday, man, I'm, I'm going to take care of my health. This is, this is the day. So you can't say, you know, I'm just, tomorrow I'm going to start. No, you make your mind up today, set the clock. When it goes off, you're not thinking anymore. You made that decision last night or yesterday. The decision is made. You're just telling your mind and your body, you're going to do what I made a decision to do back there because I was in a better state of mind when I made that decision. I'm going to make it. So what is it you got to do? What is it you got to do? What is it you got to do to challenge yourself? You say, man, it's just, we're just happier when we're more consistent at the church than make a decision to be more consistent. Man, I'm just, we just do better when we give to God and we're generous than be be generous more often. Well, you know, we just, we just need some friends. Then be friendly. I wish people were kinder to me. Be kind to other people. That's right. I am. I'm always good to people that are good to me. But see, when you receive kindness, it's not getting it because you give it. It's because you give it with grace when it doesn't deserve to be given. That's right. You give it anyway. 